Slightly Scary Podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Rupert. Sorry, Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're your ghost hosts. This week, we're talking about Belschnickel. Belschnickel! Belschnickel. When children hear sleigh bells or walking on the roof at night, on the night of Christmas Eve, they get excited. It's the moment they've been waiting for. But if they hear tapping on their door a few weeks before Christmas, they need beware for Belschnickel is here. <laughs> so like, what's your extent of knowledge on Belschnickel? That one office episode. That was mine too. I was like, <laughs> I was like only Dwight. That's only my image of Belschnickel. Right. I absolutely know nothing else about him and other than didn't they get hit as well? Is he another um, Krampus with birch branches? Or what was he hitting yes. people for? Yeah. Yeah. He has birch branches as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh. What's Switch. up with the birch branches? I don't know if that was just a common like tree in the region. They were just like birches everywhere. Oh my gosh. I, I would imagine that's it, right? Mm. I have no clue. I mean, do they just like habitate? Maybe they just habitate in the birch forests. Forces, well, forces. that I have a little um, Christmas Belschnickel story that does describe their habitat and where they what? habitate. And, they yes. just they all live together. There's multiple. Are they? I actually think there's only. I think there's only one. I think it's like Santa. There's only like one Belschnickel, but they, as in Belschnickel and Rupert. So okay. Are you excited for Christmas? Christmas is coming out the week this episode comes out. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. I have okay. mixed feelings about Christmas. I I used to be Buddy the Elf hardcore Christmas, right? I used to be I like totally that. like die, die because Christmas is here. But I feel like as I've gotten older, it doesn't feel like Christmas every time it comes around. And then boom, it's like smacks me in the face. I'm like, holy carol bells it's christmas and that just it really stresses me out and i feel like also as we've gotten more adult we have more responsibilities like we're in charge of buying gifts for other people and coordinating and wrapping which i've already talked about is not my strong suit um (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know it's just you know coordinating to make sure that you're there at every family function Mm -hmm. with your future in-laws and family like it's just a lot but i i am excited for the spirit of christmas except the people in traffic don't also share my view of the spirit of christmas (laughs) but i am okay i have yes i do have mixed feelings i love the spirit of it but the hassle of it it's just it gets me what about you was that a lot (laughs) no i i understand that i understand where you're coming from of like it's stressful and there's a lot in it and it all falls on your parents whenever you're a kid so you just get all the fun stuff and your parents deal with all the stress whereas like Mm -hmm. when you're older it's falling on you so I understand that I feel like now is like the time when we're really experiencing that for the first time Mm -hmm. um being in our early 20s and everything (laughs) I love that I because my view I feel the same way that you feel like at the beginning of your statement where you were like it just feels like it's not Christmas and then bam it just hits you Mm -hmm. I feel that so hard of like whenever I was a kid the day after Thanksgiving was Christmas and it felt like Christmas every single day Mm -hmm. until Christmas and Mm -hmm. it was like that buildup was so magical and and there's so many reasons for that you know 
at school, you're learning about like things and you're doing like activities about snow and Christmas and you know, all that. And then mm. my mom did like a 12 days of Christmas leading up to Christmas. So of like she did, cause she's awesome. She's so cute. She would do like stocking stuffers, like a stocking stuffer every day. And she did that like the, I think until we were in high school. Like it was oh, she did that for a long time. That's yeah. Commitment, Cheryl. I know. She is awesome. Um, she still is awesome. But <laughs> now there's not really that I'm in charge of creating that feeling, right? Yeah. For myself. Yeah. And um it, it just sucks. With, yeah, with the stress of like I mean, like my whole day, I'm just worrying about work, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's my mind is so filled with stuff that I have to do at work that I don't even have like the room to think about like Christmas. And and then by the end of the day, I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to watch a Christmas movie, but like I did that growing up every night. I watched Christmas movie every night with my dad. Mm -hmm. So it, it sucks not being responsible for creating that feeling because it's really, really hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I thought this year would be different. I was like, I'm going to make it a point to like make this year, like more purposeful and like my Christmas actions are more, what's the word I'm thinking of intentional, oh. more intentional. Yeah. And it just hasn't happened like, because <laughs> I've been stressed. So <laughs> no, and I get that. it makes me like more appreciative of like the parents and families that like put in that extra effort of like help mm-hmm. on the shelf and yeah, like all of that extra stuff. It's like, how do you have the energy to work and make it magical for your kids? And it makes me really stressed out about the future. Like if I'm already struggling <laughs> with the Christmas spirit now, like maybe you get an extra oomph when you have kids or mm-hmm. have kids in your life or family, but like, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, I, don't I get care. it. Yeah. I've had conversations with my mom about like, oh, I think when I have kids that I'll get more of that Christmas spirit back because you almost get to watch Christmas through the eyes of like a child again, like how Mm -hmm. you were like Santa and like that whole buildup of like doing elf on the shelf or like um, my grandpa, whenever we were younger would shake sleigh bells outside like he had a belt full of bells and he would shake it outside and like you know just doing like fun magical stuff like that I think will help with this this feeling that I get for the spirit of Christmas and I hope that it it's the same for you (laughs) and it doesn't stress you out you know me too I think I make it more stressful than it has to be because I wait to the last minute to buy gifts yeah I I could definitely be more proactive on it Yes, because you got to wrangle like, you know, almost 20 people to be like, what do you want for Christmas? They're like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Money. Yeah. I'm like, me too. <laughs> yeah. And even if you don't wrangle that person, like I have to wrangle Zach and be like, okay, what should we get? Like, what do you think? What are your thoughts yes. on this? And I don't know if you experienced this with Zach, but with Gage, it's like, he's like, I just did gift cards every year until you came around. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> he didn't go out and like intentionally. I mean, he did like for birthdays and stuff like for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's like he didn't know what to get somebody. It was a gift card. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't go out and like get an intentional gift, like a personal one. Who's like, nah, just gift cards, gift cards everywhere. I'm like, gift no, cards. <laughs> no, that is not it. And so I feel like this year when I was messaging his family and I was like, what do you want for Christmas? They're like, oh. this is new (laughs) (laughs) I want this for because you know like the first year you're with somebody they normally like families get you like a candle wine yeah Starbucks gift card and they're like Mm -hmm. this is 
exactly what every white girl needs and it's true because i needed that i love candles life. anybody who's getting yes. me a candle i will gladly accept it i know love i them. made a joke last year and i was like i hope your family doesn't think that i have a like an issue getting all this wine and stuff and i'm just gonna chug it down <laughs> as soon as i get it like i hope they don't think anything and they were like no but it's like i wouldn't mind getting wine ever from every single yes. person because it's gonna fuel me through the, at least a month <laughs> I, got a I get it bottle through every person i get it well do you know what's gonna fuel me getting in diving into this episode yes <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> say the spirit of belschnickel <laughs> <laughs> see i beat you to the punch i'm sorry i love it no you were on the same sidetrack as me not sidetrack you were on the same track as me <laughs> we were on the tracks running together we joined up yes, just now yes we were yeah. yeah are you ready to dive in yeah, let's dive in. Let's dive in. <laughs> Belschnickel, thought to be the companion of Santa Claus, makes his arrival at children's homes one to two weeks before Christmas. What's up? Companion? Like is Companion. This, is this Mrs. Claus? This is like, you know how like Krampus is like cute and like Santa's like companion? And like they, it's like there's like legends of like Santa will leave coal, and then that signifies to Krampus that they've been bad kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking companion is another layer here. Santa's got many lovers, including <laughs> Belschnickel. I'm just shipping it now. That's exactly oh, what it is. All right, all right, <laughs> okay. Um, well, he doesn't travel by reindeer, but instead travels alone. Nobody. It's very sad. That is sad. He doesn't get like a little, like a rabbit or, you know, at least Krampus had his chains. Yeah, there was, well, he has (laughs) his switches, so that's good. Um, There is like stories of Rupert, his servant. I don't know what exactly servant entails. Hmm. So that's a warning right there. Sounds Um, sexual in nature. It's it sounds interesting, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so maybe he's not alone in all scenarios, but this article that I found here, he is alone. He doesn't travel with reindeer. Belschnickel is often depicted as a thin, lanky person dressed in animal fur with torn, dirty clothing, sometimes mm. having deer antlers on his head, and sometimes he even wears a mask over his face, which is just scary I, so he's just I put, a rando yeah he like <laughs> is just some chill guy who's very lanky it's i Steve put some pictures hut. yeah i put some pictures at okay. the if you scroll down a little bit these will be posted on our instagram everybody oh, wow. this is like a drawing and then if you get on a little bit further mm-hmm. even creepier you'll see his mask oh okay um very spooky that is pretty spooky he's not looking very um welcoming all i'm saying is if this guy came tapping on my door i would not answer he's got a whip probably call the police yeah i call the police easily oh my god well belschnickel visits both good and bad children he keeps a switch in one hand for the naughty children and keeps a pocket full of candies and sweets for the good children some people view Belschnickel as a mix of Santa, who brings gifts and joy to children, and Krampus, who drags children to hell. He's just so he's the good... evil cousin. Yeah, he's like the... <laughs> I, I saw an article where it said that 
um, Belschnickel was Santa's cranky cousin. And I was like, I love that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he's the perfect mix of like people who are like Santa's too happy. And like people who are like, "Mm, Krampus is evil. He's the perfect balance. Thank God. (laughs) I'm glad that we found that good mixture. He might hit you, but also like he might have candies for you. So <laughs> they're probably like those dirty, like old lady purse candies oh, that have like a hair that like, like one mildly hair. taste of perfume. Yes. <laughs> this takes me back to 1910. <laughs> the legend of Belschnickel originated from the Palinate region of Europe. <laughs> so that's like right in between Belgium and Germany. If you look it up on a map, the legend was brought to America, mostly the Pennsylvania area by German immigrants. They were also known as Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, okay. He's like the Amish Santa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. People will say like he's a rustic country Santa. Like if you're having a rustic country Christmas, you might Mm -hmm. depict images of Belschnickel. His name... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say he's like a, a human yoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Yahoo? Yeah, Yahoo. <laughs> I was like, in what world is he a delicious chocolate drink? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is in that episode, I you were like, have you heard of the Yahoo? And I was like, I've heard of the drink Yahoo, which I went back and listened to it. And I was like, that was not right. <laughs> but yeah he's like the human version of the yahoo okay i'm I'm glad the reference stuck kind of he's he's a little bit skinnier probably (laughs) oh my gosh well the name belschnickel is a combination of the word bell meaning fur and nickel meaning saint nicholas so fur nicholas fur saint nicholas (laughs) the furry nicholas the furry nicholas (laughs) he also goes by many other names chris crinkle not kringle crinkle with a k kinkle chris kinkle oh you're right (laughs) kinkle chris kinkle um belt belt snickle with a z pelo schnickle and sometimes Christmas woman, because sometimes <laughs> he'll just be dressed in woman's clothes. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, my God. The Christmas woman. She's hairy. The oh, Christmas woman. <laughs> it is Mrs. Claus. It is. You're right. Mm-hmm. So what happens during the Bell Snickle visit? One to two weeks before Christmas, children can expect the arrival of Bell Snickle. He will come to their door and the children are expected to sing a song for him or answer questions. Um, So they might be asked to recite Bible verses or poems or even math equations, which like at that point, just give up, you know, Mm -hmm. like nobody wants to do that. After they do this, Belschnickel will throw candies, cakes, and some nuts onto the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like that? Yeah, it did. But if the children go straight for the treats on the floor, or they can't recount their good deeds, um, because like he'll also be like, tell me your good deeds, or like, have you done this? Have you done this this year? Have you been bad? Have you been good? So if they cannot recount their good deeds or good behavior over the past year, or they just like nosedive straight for the candy that he threw on the floor. He will threaten them with his switch, telling them he will swat their hands or backs. 
He doesn't mess around. He like tempts him. him a little bit. And then he says, you go in for temptation. Whack. In oh this visit. God. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> this visit from Belschnickel is actually to remind children that they still have time to behave before Santa makes his visit. So that's like kind of why he's Santa's companion. Because he's like, by the way, Santa's coming in two weeks. So like shape up. That's why Santa's the good guy. Because he recruits people like Krampus and Belschnickel to like do the mean dirty work and he gets to be the nice santa that delivers all the toys like that's exactly. not fair that's not exactly fair. Mm-hmm. you're so right about that Mm-mm-mm. he makes everybody else do all his dirty work mm. well many breweries have paid homage to belschnickel by naming a christmas beer after him they have created fun art for the label that features belschnickel in all of his glory Stout's Brewing Company in Adamstown has a Brewer's Reserve Belschnickel Lager. An Otto's Pub and Brewery in State College has a Belschnickel Ale. And I want to try both of those so badly. That sounds fun. It sounds a little hairy. I know, it does. It sounds a little (laughs) spicy. Oh, spicy. And I didn't add the pictures of like the, the ales onto, or the lager onto the document but i'll put them on our instagram because they're they're cool they look like a little vintage and it's fun that is fun so of course all of the office fans out there are familiar with the episode titled dwight's christmas where dwight dresses up as belschnickel and goes around to his co-workers determining if they have been impish or admirable and the direct quote that like always sticks in my mind is cheer or fear belschnickel is here i judge your year to be Bitch, we're admirable, <laughs> and I love the way he does this. So fun! Oh my gosh, I feel like he would be the perfect Belschnickel, right? Yeah, I think he has another line that says, "You know how some people were just born to be bad. I was born to be Belschnickel." Which, <laughs> yeah, he was. I have a this picture of him is awesome. It rocks. He's got a, a switch and a freaking whip. Mm-hmm. He's got them both. Oh my God, it's a little scary. I think this is probably one of my favorite episodes of The Office. <laughs> I I need to go ahead and give it another rewatch because I don't remember much of it other than I do remember him being like, Ippish! and then, you know, whacking people with his little bushel of birch branches. I don't know why I hesitated. <laughs> it's definitely, I would say it's like definitely probably my favorite episode. Um, that michael's not in because this is season nine i think it's the last season um so it's like jim is getting ready to leave so he like wants dwight to have i i can't remember exactly i just remember like jim is like very animate about dwight getting this christmas because he's so excited about it but (laughs) i i watched some clips for this episode it's freaking awesome savannah and i are going to tell you all a spooky little little belschnickel story (laughs) And I, I believe this story. So the story name is called Christmas Time in the Land of Belschnickel. And I believe it is by Matthew Burns. He claims that he wrote it. Um, but the forum I found this on, I don't know. It was a little sketch. So. <laughs> I'm pumped. There is a land of wilderness glades and graggy cliffs, of hidden coves and ancient forests, home of the Belschnickel. Among this dark forest, under the roots of the great oak tree, there's a limestone cavern. 
that is completely hidden from view. In this dark cavern, Belschnickel makes his home. He is hairy and covered in animal pelts, with moss in his hair and lynchens on his skin. He lives in the cave with his loyal servant, Rupert. Rupert has donned the same matter as Belschnickel, only he's even dirtier. Blackened from the soot of many fires and smudged with the grease of many meals. Every year, when it gets to be about this time of year, when the leaves have been shed, the winter wind starts to howl, and the forest creatures prepare for winter in their own way, Belschnickel and Rupert start plotting. Plotting mischief and mayhem and wrecking havoc on the intruders who live in their village. They regal in events of seasons past when they scared cattle, carried away children, and spread fear through the countryside. Belschnickel has also been known to feed wild onions to the dairy cows so that their milk will taste of onions and it will be unfit for use by the intruders. (laughs) But most of all... Belschnickel and Rupert await Christmas Eve when everyone is indoors, reveling in the merriment of the season. That is when Belschnickel comes out most embittered from being disturbed. He loves the winter solstice, but can't even bay at the moon. Without the intruders hunting him with their ferocious hounds, Belschnickel reckons that if he can't celebrate, neither will they. Late in the night, he and Rupert go from house to house, prying open the windows and breaking down the doors. Seeking vengeance, they will yank children from their slumber and beat them with switches. Rupert hopes to toss a few in his sack as well. At these moments, pure joy shows on the face of Belschnickel and Rupert. Primitive chuckles erupt from Rupert's snaggled mouth. They are both anxious for night to fall. And to begin their night of havoc. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) This story is like so much different than what the history told me. (laughs) I know because it's like they like snatching the children up too and throwing them in their sacks. Throwing nuts on the floor. See, these things make Christmas more sexual than it has to be. (laughs) And weird and creepy. It's like, I thought they just went to the door and then like asked questions. They were like, hey, what's like 17 times two tell me now rupert's over there with a calculator being like i wonder if this little kid's gonna get it right exactly and then like if they do they can't get their cakes oops Mm -hmm. but no in this they're pulling the children from their beds and just beating them which is wild this is like absurd the grinch wasn't rated pg yeah, a hundred percent. He doesn't is. like being disturbed, so he just goes and he snatches <laughs> up children. And I don't know, Rupert's a dog. Rupert's Rupert's Max. Mm-hmm. He's a dog. That checks out. <laughs> well, Sav, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Did Bell you learn anything new? I learned so much about Belschnickel. I had no idea what kind of person or thing he was, but now I know. Um. I like Krampus better, if I'm being honest. I liked the malevolence of uh, Krampus. Belschnickel just isn't cutting it for me. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think that Krampus doesn't hold back. 
he like knows he's bad and he leans into it and he has fun with it which like good mm-hmm. for him he has different options of torture sometimes drowning sometimes taking him to hell sometimes just a nice whack on the leg um but he knows what's best and he will deliver what's best so <laughs> belch nickel's great maybe for like kids who are like four or five years old and then whenever they get to be like eight years old then like, krampus the sneaks in yes. yeah <laughs> krampus is freaking real kids he's real i just couldn't tell he's you real. <laughs> i agree with you but i think belch nickel's cool too and um i like that it's it's from pennsylvania dutch people that's fun i know that is fun a nice quaint country Christmas with Belschnickel. Quaint country Christmas. Christmas. Well, Savannah, tell us how many days we have left until Halloween. 313. So if he comes to my door, I'm going to know exactly how many days there are until Halloween. Perfect. Oh, did you ask how many days there were until Christmas? No, Halloween. Oh, thank God. I was like, there's going to be no <laughs> days left to Christmas. Yeah, it's like from this episode releasing a few days i don't know something like that it's got to be a few well if you like this episode go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating on apple music no apple podcast spotify amazon music or audible um you can follow us on instagram at slightly scary pod on twitter at slightly scary 13 and until next time keep it scary slightly scary happy holidays Happy holidays! What we did is we made a Google, not a Google Doc, but a shared note. And we put down everything everybody wanted. And Mm -hmm. I methodically like put down like, it's in the Amazon cart. It's been purchased. It's been wrapped. Oh my gosh, look at you. I thought we were cutting this whole thing out. (laughs) We are. This is just for fun. I'm going to see if I can get a blooper out of it. What is your go-to music thing when you get a wedding invite and they're like, please recommend a song? Taylor Swift. I literally just write anything Taylor Swift. I put, yeah, by Lil Jon featuring Usher every time, even though I know it's Usher's song, it's Lil Jon. Yeah, it is. Lil Jon says, Lil Jon got the the make a booty go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That played at the (laughs) wedding we went to last weekend and it is at the top of zach and i's wedding playlist it, i you know a wedding's zach, gonna be good if it that's playing yeah i told zach that i want that to be the first song that plays on the dance floor peace up a town down can you send me a link for said nails so i can yeah, not look like a troll Andrew, pants me in my earlobes. <laughs> I love. Have you watched it. the new season? Yes, it's so good. I did Except- not like the Mamma Mia bit with the dads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like um their child, Connie and Maury's child. Yeah, I thought he was really annoying. I found them so like just too much. How they how they could just talk like a normal person right mm-hmm. out of the womb. Yeah, I was annoyed. Their storyline made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was annoying. Did you like Human Resources though? Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Human Resources. Zach didn't really like it. <gasps> Zachary. Yeah, he. Why? I don't. I don't know why. I think he just found it a little boring, but I really liked it. I was mm. a fan. 
Hmm. Especially because I'm, I love Big Mouth so much that it gave me something to do during the downtime of like not watching Big Mouth. So I was like, yes, thank you, yes, thank you. 